Hello, I'm Jess Nix, the Absolute Empowerment Coach. Welcome to my podcast. I'm a certified life coach, NLP master, and creator of the Debitch Your Brain methodology. I do the deep and I do the silly, because life's about balance, right? I call the inner critic the bitch, and there's a bitch for every emotion or theme in life. Your bitch keeps you stuck. She keeps you doubting and makes you feel like you're the only one when the reality is we all have a bitch in our head. The good news is there are endless ways to shut her up and to experience more confidence in life. And I'm going to talk about them all with my guests, falling upon their wells of wisdom, fueling your tank with self-belief in the process. Let's get to it. Hello, you lot. Well, I can't believe that this is the season finale. It's the end of the season as I know it and I feel fine. No more silly songs from me. But what a ball it has been creating these podcasts, going deep and silly with so many fabulous women. And I just wanted to run through some key highlights in this final ep, making it a mega powerhouse of concentrated tips and hacks from me and the brilliant minds of the women that I have connected with this season. A number of themes have popped up that I want to dig into, specifically because they're things my guests suggested that were already part of how I work with my clients. And the fact that these tips for feeling more confident and feeling more empowered came from wildly different women in loads of different areas of life surely means there is some truth in it. So number one is take action. With Metz, who founded an ad agency, it came up with Tracy, the pro organizer, with Lauren, the washable period product founder, with Claire, the meal planner. If you don't take action, the movie doesn't get made. The scenes don't happen. The script writing was pointless. There will be no reviews of the show and there will be no sequel. (laughs) So massive mental action underpins everything I do as a coach and as a person who gets shit done and as someone with a wild imagination who likes to make dreams a reality. If you just sit around conducting thought experiments of what might happen, if you do X, Y or Z versus actually doing it, life will be a different beast. So if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result, right? That is the definition of madness. So step away from the wall you're banging your head on and do something else. Even if it just means banging your head on a door for a bit, at the very least, at least it's not the same old wall. And this shit doesn't just apply to physically doing things. You have to take massive action with your thinking too. That's why I call it MMA, massive mental action. Not just once a week when you suddenly feel depressed on a Sunday night that the working week is about to start all over again, but continuously. You have to train your brain to question everything. Stop accepting the nonsense of your inner critic the bitch in your head, all that nonsense that she offers up to you as truth. And yes, it can be hard work, sometimes exhausting, and sometimes like opening up a can of worms. But you're on this journey. So are you going to fully commit and get the results you want and the answers you want by jumping in the pool? Or are you just going to merely sit and have a sunbathe and only dip a toe in whilst drinking cocktails? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so MMA, right? Massive mental action. Think of it as a form of radical self-care. By questioning and challenging your inner critic, 
you will begin to notice the ways that you're getting in your own way and building barriers in your mind. And the more you see the ways that you are being self-destructive and speaking to yourself in a derogatory manner, the more you can start to change this voice, being more compassionate and making choices from a place of intention rather than reaction. So, action, okay? So take action physically, take action mentally. If you don't, you are just wasting time stopping yourself getting to the place that you actually want to be. The second theme that was popping up like whack-a-mole is having a plan and a routine, okay? Now, I love change and I crave newness, But I have learned since building a business and becoming a coach that actually routine and making plans is essential for getting shit done and moving forward. Moving to Brighton, which I did a couple of months ago, and having my house purchase fall through and then experiencing the chaos of trying to buy or even rent in such a volatile market. Thank you, COVID, for screwing us over in so many ways. I have experienced and felt deeply in my bones and my grey matter how how much the disruption of a routine can affect your productivity and your mindset, okay? My routine was thrown out by moving to Brighton and having the pillar of a sturdy home, of knowing where I lived, of knowing where my roots were, having all of those things taken away really disrupted how my brain functioned and my output. So really be aware of your routine, how you operate, what your optimal baseline is, and be aware of what your anchor is in your routine. So for example, mine is running. No matter what happens in life, no matter how much chaos there is, how much change, how how many things get in the way of me continuing with my routine, like the house cell falling through, I will always come back to running. It is my safety. It is a thing I do for my mental health, my physical health. It is a non-negotiable in my routine. And you will have one too. So it's worth just being aware of what that is in your routine and why it is non-negotiable for you. If you view routine as boring, as I did, or as I once did, try reframing the concept of of what a routine is. The way I now look at routine is I see it as a facilitator. Routine is actually what creates space for freedom and creativity. It is the cement to your bricks. And if you view routine as something to keep you safe, what happens if you routinely schedule something that pushes you out of your comfort zone. We all want to grow, right? So making time and making space for that to happen is essential. Establishing a routine helps build the mindset of trusting yourself because you show up for yourself. You you do the things you've promised yourself you'll do. You know what you're doing and when and are therefore less likely to deviate, especially when the old bitch in your head pops up and wants you to procrastinate or do something else instead. Change the record. But when you're making plans and when you're creating your routine or building upon your routine, also know that plan B is highly likely, probably more likely than plan A, and it is perfectly okay. 
Someone who knows themselves and has a solid routine in place to help, to simplify and to push their life forward is someone who feels more calm and more confident. And I can say now that I have my new rental locked into place, can't buy a house down here for love nor money. Uh, But now that I have a rental locked in for the next 12 months, my routine is falling back into place and I am building upon that and my productivity is going back up because I have that consistency in place again. And this is essential, whether we're talking building businesses, changing your mindset, building your confidence, Never thought I'd say it, but routine is good. Number three, dance. I can't help but think of the lyrics from that Baz Luhrmann sunscreen song in the 90s. Do you remember it? Dance, even if you have nowhere to do it but your own living room, which is basically all of us during COVID, right? Dancing shifts your energy. If you're stuck literally or metaphorically. It helps you find flow. If you're sad, it helps lift your mood. It can put you into a meditative state. It can put you into a positive state. And anyone who's been on a call with me will know how much I love to dance at all times. The dance meditations I've been to in India and Cambodia, drug and booze free, getting absolutely lost in music, lost in my body, lost in my mind, forgetting I'm a human, forgetting everything and just being so utterly present. More please. And dancing is so good for shifting anxiety as well. So if you're ever, if you find yourself doing anxiety and uh, you're in a space where you can break out some moves, I highly recommend it. I bet you won't feel as anxious when you've had a boogie. If you're someone that feels subconscious subconscious? I think I might mean (laughs) self-conscious. If you're someone that feels self-conscious when you're dancing, try turning the lights off when you're at home and doing it in the dark to some different types of music until you find the groove in the darkness where you can really let yourself go. So taking action, having a plan and a routine and dancing were the three themes that I wanted to highlight, but there are a couple more things that I want to point out too. Don't focus on what you want less of or none of. For example, I don't want to feel overwhelmed by this. Instead, focus on what you want that's not the overwhelm. So for example, I want to feel more calm and in control. The more you think the thing you want instead of the thing you don't want, the more your body starts to believe it and feel it. And before you know it, you are more calm and in control. Constantly thinking about how you don't want to be overwhelmed will only lead to, yes, you guessed it, more overwhelm. Your attitude is everything. So notice how much time your brain spends on doing negativity versus the thing that you actually want. And know that you have the power to change this by thinking on purpose, by thinking with intention, by pre-selecting the thought so that you know when your brain offers up, oh my God, I don't want to do overwhelm. You know instead you're going to think, I want to be calm. By doing this, by thinking positive thoughts with intention, on purpose, you will start to change your brain's negative patterns into something positive. And the more you think it, the more your body gets on and believes it, 
which means that you will change your emotional state and get the result that you want in life, which was more calm and more in control. One of the most beautiful tips came from Michelle, the adventurer. She recommended that you have teammates, the people who can help you get to the place that you want to be. Us humans need a community and this concept illustrates why. We can't do everything alone. We never did when we were in tribes and that is how we have built our societies that we live in today. It's impossible to know and do everything on your own. And the people on your team might not even know that you've chosen them to help you, but you know. It's kind of nice to zoom out from this concept of team and ask yourself, what do you bring to the table, to the conversation? If we all talked and connected more, our mental health would be infinitely better. So here is a lovely question or a couple of questions to mull over. Who is on your team? What do you contribute to the team? And where is your team headed? And finally, time off. Anyone as trained for a physical event, a marathon, a triathlon or whatever, will know the importance of rest days. And the same is true when you're doing something with the rest of your life with your mind. If you're building a business, a side hustle, a new relationship, running a family, you need time off from the demands of daily life. Even if for you, due to being a parent or a carer or whatever, it, this means literally a solitary walk once a week. It is essential. If you can make it an entire day with no phones, no socials, even better. Time for the fragments of your soul to come to rest after putting them through the paces of modern life is, in my book, essential self-care. And if you're not prioritising yourself, or if that bitch in your head is going, yeah, but you don't have time for this, you've got to do X, Y, Z, whatever stuff she is punishing you with, then you've got some work to do on your why. Because no matter how, I'm going to do the quote unquote thing, no matter how busy you believe you are, there is always a way to show yourself more compassion. Speaking of the word busy, I'm just going to throw in a little nugget here because I was chatting to, uh, actually it was with a client the other day, the concept of busyness. When you think of the word busy, how does that word make you feel? Especially when you think about busy bee. It's like zipping around, constant frenetic movement, kind of spinning around and around like bees do. It's not very productive. And actually, when we tell ourselves that we're busy, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, 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 busy. I've got so many things to do. It's not really setting yourself up for achieving the results that you want to get. You might find it more productive to use the word I'm being productive at the moment, or I'm creating at the moment. In this way, you're telling your mind that something positive, something helpful. I'm creating. Yeah, that just inspires feelings of motivation and progress rather than busy, which is overwhelming and overload and too many things just stacking up. So see if you can remove that word busy from your vocabulary and see if you feel less busy (laughs) as a result of doing it. Right. Well, 
Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. If you would like to send me any feedback on how I can make the next season of the Absolute Empowerment Pod even better, I'm all ears. Love a bit of feedback. It is a gift for constant improvement after all. And I will be back later on this year having more inspiring conversations and offering up more tips for living a kick-ass life with confidence. Alrighty, gang, I will chat to you soon. Bye for now. If you're loving what you're hearing on this podcast, then please share it with someone who you reckon needs to hear it. Then come on over to my website, jessnix.com and sign up to my mailer to keep you in the loop with all things empowerment and debitching your brain. Give me a cheeky follow on the gram at jessnixcoaching. Until next time, remember, your thoughts are just fiction of the mind. Bye bye now.